So come on you vixens, big game ahead. Welcome to episode 30, yes, episode 30 of the Bristol City Vixen Cast, a podcast all about Bristol City women. My name is Shahan. I'm Nat. And I'm DM. We're coming to you today talking about the game that happened last Sunday between Bristol City and Liverpool. And yes, we we're only talking about this now because, to be honest, we were so tired after driving all the way back from Birkenhead. We, we just, and, and I lost my voice anyway. Uh, yeah, we didn't feel like recording uh, last week and we've all been busy the rest of the week. So we're coming to you now. And of course, like everything that, or everyone that turns 30, you kind of dread turning 30, but then you just have to face reality. So we're coming to you now, finally, during the international break. And yeah, of course, there's nothing else to do, is there, during the international break? No, so. absolutely not. And if you're looking for something to do and you haven't done it already, don't forget to uh, follow us on uh, your various podcast platform and on social media. We're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at BC Vixencast. Hi, I'm Jesse Woolley and you're listening to Bristol City's Vixencast. Following the same format that we have done the last couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about five different points from the nil-nil against Liverpool. Uh, like Shahan said, up in Birkenhead, what seems like months ago, but it was last Saturday, Sunday. Sunday. Just six days, actually. It's been a long six days. So our first point is that it's great to see a clean sheet. Um, yeah, we love clean sheets. And so far, we've not seen one. So well done to everyone who's playing their role defensively. Um, yeah, it was all about Fran Bentley, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. She had a, a, a storming match um, in the goal. Um, looked very good coming off her line and won the accolade of um, FA Women's Championship Player of the Week as a as a result of, of that amazing performance. But yeah, it was very it was very good. I think that was we really saw what Fran Bentley could do um, in the goal. Um, she didn't seem to make. I mean, obviously they're all saves, aren't they? But when you come off your line and you kind of you know make those kinds of saves when you're you're kicking the ball, preventing the goal obviously that's a save but you know, shot stopping there weren't that many shot stops were there no she wasn't doing shot stopping she was doing like she was playing yeah she plays quite a high position she's really really quick off her line she was outside of the area and inside the area so using her feet and using her hands she was just getting out there and stopping it from becoming an opportunity basically so yeah it was brilliant it was really really good she played excellently and uh yeah deserves the plaudits and i just want to say um uh, speaking of Fran Bentley, uh, yeah, she's as well as um, doing the, her her antics on the pitch. Uh, she's been quite busy off the pitch as well. Uh, of course, she appeared w- alongside Amy Palmer and Abby Houston at the Ashgate uh, sign in uh, last Thursday, uh, a week last Thursday with the City Men players as well. None of us were unable to go uh, due to work commitments, but we hope any of you listeners that were able to attend had a good time and managed to get a decent photo or two. And of course, she recently appeared with Jess Willey in a advert for Yo Valley making macaroni and cheese which also featured the chef Tom Kerridge I don't know if you've seen I, did, I did watch it I have to admit I actually really enjoyed it and I thought yeah I, I liked how Fran Bentley was saying it's very messy in the kitchen because so I thought that was you know a kind of indication of the kind of um, tidy, tidy keeper tid- tidy keeper yeah. tidy kitchen if, if it's one I don't know if I'm being pedantic or not but 
Um, it's a weird. Hopefully, it's not a spoiler for anyone else that hasn't seen it. But she was wearing a, an outfield team shirt instead of a goalkeeper one because Chas really wore uh, the home shirt, the red one, as a fan. But I just thought, if you're a goalkeeper, why are you wearing that shirt for? I don't think anyone brought it, did they? Maybe she was a last minute replacement. Ooh, that's harsh. Well, maybe. <laughs> I mean, like, if you were booking the goalkeeper, you'd probably bring the goalkeeper shirt. Or maybe, maybe it doesn't look good on telly. It's possible. It's quite loud, isn't it? It's oh, quite a loud well, shirt. Maybe you know, yeah. like maybe the you know maybe the director was like, no, I'm not. I'm not allowing that. Um, yeah. It's all. It's meant to be about the yogurt, <laughs> not about you and the macaroni cheese. But are you gonna are you gonna try the recipe, Shahan? That's the main thing I want to know. Um, Were you surprised that you could grate cauliflower? <laughs> yes, I was surprised. Yeah, you could even do that with cauliflower. You can grate <laughs> most things, I think. <laughs> I mean. I'm so surprised with vegetables, to be honest. Like, especially after seeing UDM posting it on your Twitter about the red corn, which I didn't even know was a thing. Yeah, it's yeah. But yeah, it's, um, <laughs> I want to go back to fan Benny because um, again, it's still on the first point. Because in the first in the first preseason game, well, in the preseason game against Lewis, Sophie Whitehouse was in goal. But ever since the competitive games have started, fan Benny has now taken the goalkeeping spot. Do you think after the performance of last week, do you think fans now deserve to be City's number one? Um, I, I get it now. So I thought Sophie Whitehouse was really good for the Lewis game. And then obviously maybe Fran Bentley didn't get off to the best of starts with that kind of crazy game at Palace. It probably wasn't her fault. But, you know, I think, you know, being involved in this kind of look calamitous looking defence um, didn't help her out. And then she looked, uh, she looked much better in the second Lewis game. And then against Liverpool I kind of went right okay that's why she's that's why she's in goal starting for the competitive game so I'm assuming that that's what she's doing all the time in training and she just looked she looked amazing so yeah I'm yeah now it just makes total sense why she's started all the competitive games and we were saying about goalkeeping it's a bit of luck sometimes once you're in the goalkeeping position you don't often get changed in a league so I think now she's in she'll probably be in for the season unless unless she gets injured um yeah i think now she's there i think she'll be the she'll be the number one with the without the number one shirt so yeah and i think by the looks of it her and satara murray have developed quite a good understanding and they seem to be working very well together so that's really positive um too so and worth a mention as well i thought the liverpool keeper had a really good game i thought in particular uh, she was very good at dealing with Amy Palmer's whipped-in corners because she did whip in a couple. That was probably our most dangerous moments in that game in terms of when I thought we might score. I thought she did quite well. I um, can't actually remember who, what her name is, which is, is bad, but she was good, the Liverpool keeper, at, at crosses. Yeah, <laughs> agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just hope uh, Fran Bennett, you, well, you know, she keeps on the form that she is, like, hopefully... If possible, you, you, whether Bristol would be able to sign her permanently rather than go back to London Man United. And if she does, then I, I, I'm hoping the guys at the Man U Women's Sports Club or the Awful United WFC will forgive us. Well, you know, Man United do have a really good keeper on the bench, don't they? They do. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So, um, so there we go. But yeah, I think Fran Fran Bentley is is starting to um, kind of heal the wound of Sophie Bagley leaving for me, and I'm starting to feel like she is she is Bristol's number one, um, and very nice to have her have her too. Is there anything that you want to say about the nil nil in terms of 
you know, the fact that it was a nil-nil, um, you know, that we didn't concede any and we didn't score any, do you think that was a significant um, thing? I think based on the result, or based on the team we were playing against, I think it was a standard result and I think I, I, I'd have settled for the draw. Um, I found the result even more funny considering the fact that on the FA Women's Championship show on the FA player, both Molly and Rose Kamita respectively predicted a 3-0 or 4-0 win to, to Liverpool. I mean... <sighs> That's just rude. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not happy about that. Um, yeah, and yeah, I think it's okay that it was nil nil because maybe it shows that things are like settling down a little bit. You know, kind of four three. What was it? Two one, and then nil nil. We were good in the first just half, just like weren't settling we? down. Yeah, I think you know, I think we could have scored. Um, it was pretty end to end. It was just without. There were just no. There were no big errors actually, and no one did anything outstanding you know like the abby harrison goal that kind of like made something happen uh no one did that thing um we had a couple of opportunities and and we put a lot of pressure on them we just kind of they just didn't often turn into shots and liverpool were just offside all the time weren't they they were that is you know to be fair that was a big reason it was a nil-nil they were offside a lot yeah so they were they were um, ill-disciplined <laughs> which is a good a good way to ill-discipline is a good way to bring to segue to segue into um, point number two which is it got a bit spicy didn't it got incredibly spicy yeah it's not often you go to a game and there's more red cards than goals is it it's brilliant I loved it <laughs> especially especially the Liverpool playing game itself was fantastic oh, oh yeah Neve Fye who's yeah. also the captain also the captain yeah and, yeah and, and both both of her yellow cards were, oh, her, both of her, her fouls were against Amy Palmer. And I thought, it was the same foul, wasn't it? Yeah. Did you see yeah. it? It was like an exact <laughs> replay, just in a different half. Mm. It was just, it was, yeah. So well done, Amy Palmer, for moving the ball away from, from her to the point where she gets sent off. Yeah, it was really, yeah. Um, she deserved it. When you look back at the replay, cause yeah, they basically showed, the highlights had about four things in it, and it was her getting sent off was the main two and then the other main two were Fran Bentley Fran Bentley oh I was going to say Brooke Aspin getting sent oh, off yeah. as well which was <laughs> yeah 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 for sure yeah because so. her first foul was for uh, bringing down the uh, the Liverpool player outside the box and then the second from that free kick wasn't yeah, it yeah it was literally the last of the free yeah. kick where she jumped and it looked like she was obstructing I, I, I'm pretty sure it, it wasn't delivered but it's it's yeah it's unfortunate uh, for a player of her age to get to be sent off so early in, in the career, but I'm pretty sure she'll learn and I'm pretty sure she'll get the support uh, she needs from other members of staff and other players. It's fine, isn't it? It's absolutely fine. She did absolutely... It was really uh, professional. I thought it was the right thing to do. But, I mean, looking back at the replay, it was looked quite marginal in terms of where she was mm. um, in the box. I thought, God, if she was, you know, not as quick as not as quick as she was, she, we could have given away a penalty. But, um, yeah, it was fine. I thought, you know... Go Brooke Aspin. She she had a really good game up to that point. Yeah, she's yeah, been she playing did. really well, hasn't she? Yeah, so. she's been great. Yeah, she play, I think that was probably her best game that we'd seen. Um, she was really good. So it was just a bit of a shame, really, because it was quite late on. It was after their player had been sent off. We could have, you know, it was just just a bit of a shame, really. But that is, they were two bookable offences, and you know, it's just a shame it was both committed by her in such a short space of time. I've yet to he- hear since whether the club have appealed the red card or do they or can clubs not appeal if it's uh, two yellows. I didn't think they could, but um, 
I don't think they'd have much of a... I don't think they'd have any chance, really. Yeah, it seemed okay. Like, looking back, at the time, I thought it was atrocious, but looking at the replay, it was like, oh, yeah, they are both... That's the rules, and those are those are both bookable offences. So. I mean, while we were talking about all the tensions and so on, one thing, and all the emotion, one thing I was quite surprised with, uh, but I, did get, I don't know whether it was because of the noise of us and the Liverpool fans might have drowned it out, but... Matt Beard on the touchline seemed very quiet compared to when we heard him on the on games last season uh, being on the touchline for, as as the Bristol City manager. Yeah, couldn't hear him at all. Mm. No, um, I could only hear you two. Yeah, it's true. Um, the other thing that got was quite spicy though was um, was the crowd. A few young 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 people from from Liverpool shooting us some dirty looks, you know, because they couldn't handle it, could they? <laughs> yeah, I mean and. <laughs> Yeah, so it was just the three of us and our, our friend uh, Dave, David Waffer, who's appeared on the podcast before. Uh, I think we pretty much were the away support for Bristol City, uh, and there was there was there was a singing section in the uh, in Prenton Park for the Liverpool fans, but I think they were sat higher up the other side to where we were. Um, and yeah, around us there weren't many fans singing, to be honest. No, no, and we were we were very close. You'll find to... that though with children. They yeah. don't join in with the chanting much. Mm. Yeah, but they were. Oh, I was getting some. They didn't like you. Awful, did they? awful looks from these, you know, young children. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah. all children are I mean, very cruel. I have yeah. to say, now, thank, you, <laughs> thank you for restraining myself in DM when after we saw Nephi get sent off <laughs> singing cheerio, cheerio. Yeah, well, listen, I didn't like the uh, I didn't like the ratios. Basically, it was about <laughs> nine hundred and sixty-five to four, and I knew Dave wasn't going to get involved. <laughs> Mind you, I reckon Maddie Maddie Wald's mum, she'd be Andy. Yeah, in a <laughs> in a moment, in a brawl, in a brawl, which oh. could have, could have happened. Oh yes, who who we met uh, during half time? She came down to us. She said she asked us to, we should be singing, we should be up with the Liverpool fans sick day, counter singing to the, to their songs. Oh, I don't think we didn't need to. I mean, yeah. they just were getting their songs were just getting lost in that. Yeah, yeah, whatever the cavern of the, the Prenton Park stand. Anyway, so. The next point is um, vixens in disguise. So we had a few vixens in disguise, didn't we, at the at the match? Um, yeah. So dearly departed um, captain, um, Jazzy, double vixen, double vixen, <laughs> Jasmine Matthews. Yeah. Started the match. She did in central defence. She played very well. Yeah, always. Good, always classy. Yeah. Um, she played well. Who else was playing? Oh, I just want to say it's good to see her back from her injury. Oh yeah, good. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, she was injured, wasn't she? So yeah, it's good to good to see her back, and I hope she hope she stays in, injury free for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, we missed you, Jazz. We do. Is it Mel Lawley? Mel Lawley, yeah, she was she, she was, was there. A vixen, from way back. From way from way back in the and, in the day. And then who came on? Yana Daniels. Yana Daniels trying to cause trouble, wasn't she? Oh. I saw that. That got that's when it got really spicy for me. Yana Daniels doing a Yana Daniels on us on us Ooh. and it's not nice being it's on the receiving nice. end is it no it's not no so she just to put that into uh, context she basically just dived didn't she dived in the box last, the last action of the game literally the last kick was her diving for a penalty yeah it wasn't good because it definitely wasn't a penalty and she was just yeah just a yeah, waste just a waste really and the referee was like no get up <laughs> Yeah, um, and then there was a vixen in disguise on the bench. That was Carla Humphrey. Yep, who featured, who had quite a big interview in the Matchday programme, which is good to see a Matchday programme in general uh, in the current climate because a lot of them, a lot of clubs don't really produce them physically anymore. 
yeah, it was yeah. Was it a good read, Shahan? It was a very entertaining read, and I hope Bristol City have some sort of program available for their get home games in some in in a physical form. You know, for those who like to collect them in the future. But yeah, um, yeah, it um, would be nice. Yeah, but yeah. We didn't get to see um, yeah, Carla play, but um, you said you, you you told me this DM and like after the game, Pan, you saw Jazz or Jazz saw you or you or acknowledged us, but I I must have missed that at the time. Yeah, um, Jazz came over and well, they they all they all came over. All the the players came over and and gave an applause and you know Jazz waved at us. Um, so that was nice. It was nice because they go come so close because of I assume per, per, social distancing reasons. However, that didn't quite stop Matt Beard because he literally came, he saw us and he he actually came into the crowd as if like he was charging towards us. I was like, oh dear, what have we done? But no, he it was he, almost like Raphael Nadal in the French I was Open. Getting, I was getting <laughs> like know, yeah, like going to Uncle Tony. Yeah, we were we were Matt Beard's Uncle Tony. Yeah, just for one moment. Just for a moment. Do you, do you get is that, that reference? Is that from this year? Because the only thing I know about tennis more recently is, is the brilliant Emma Raducanu. But no, yeah. it's like a thing. She did when, do when that. You, when, but yeah, I think she he tried. Was the first. But did you see her go up there? Because she got escorted by these like that wonderful butch woman, that wonderful butch security guard. Yeah. No, it's like a thing. Like the players try and get up to their box, and it's usually like Goran Ivanovic. Do you remember back in Wimbledon when he won it? When he was a wild card, he like clambered up the stand into his box, and it's like a thing that people do so I definitely but, thought Matt Beard was doing that yeah was like exactly my, there's my coach and there's my fitness trainer and there's my but he came over and he thanked Uncle us Tony. He, he, thank, he thanked us didn't he for, for our support last year which was was very kind of him so thank you Matt it was a, a nice a nice gesture yeah. Um, yeah, but, fi- but running nice. riding roughshod through those Covid protocols <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was fine nice to meet him physically um, or in, in person sorry that sounds better uh, and yeah it was nice for me to get a photo with him your <laughs> <laughs> hands a photo collector aren't you physical <laughs> physical meeting with Matt Beard <laughs> let that let your imaginations run wild <laughs> So those are Avixens in disguise, which I believe was point number three. This is just from memory because you're right; I can't read your handwriting. Um, so, is there a fourth point? There is a like, mid-table magic. Mid-table magic. What a great point! Yeah, um, that's where so we are. What a great point! And what a great point! We're in the middle of the table. Not that you can you be in the middle of a table. How many teams are in the this, championship? This, this is twelve this season. She so can't be in the middle, but that's fine. You can be. Yeah. Not mathematically in the middle. We look like we're in the middle of the table. <laughs> yeah, like... so at the moment, uh, Brussels C, women are currently seventh in the table. Uh, we're, yeah, one win, one draw, one loss, four points. Brilliant. Love it. Yeah. The whole range, collecting those different yeah, I'll take that. results. Yeah, exactly. It's more about, um, you know, variety, isn't it? And... <laughs> it's, and, it's the spice of life. And it's a lot better than this time last year in the WSL when oh. City lost the first, well, Lost pretty much a lot of the games, but yeah, lost the, like the first two before the international break, and then lost the third one as well. I do. I'm so glad. Them. I am. Yeah, most of the matches. <laughs> I watched the highlights of. Oh, I didn't even watch the highlights. I watched the goals of Everton, Chelsea, and I just thought, I am so glad we are not in this league because they were killed. It was horrible, and it was. I felt so sorry for the Everton fans. So yeah, happy in the championship, mid-table, four points, win, draws, losses. Woohoo! Competition. Competition. Good Fun. match. Yeah. Anything could happen. That's what unless you want. You're <laughs> <laughs> unless you're Everton. Yeah. Unless you're in the unless you're in the WSL. Um so yeah, happy, enjoying life in the championship. 
And our final point is away days. Oh. Yeah, so for me, this was my first uh, City Women away game of the, of the season. Uh, the first one I've been to since uh, Birmingham in February 2020. On the last day, and what would have become the, the last day of that season in the WSL? Obviously, DM and I, you two were at, Christ, at Bromley uh, for the away game against Paris. Yeah. I asked you two, like, um, then what did you think of the atmosphere at Prenton Park compared to that of Bromley? Would you say it was different or would you say it was busier or more lively? Um, well, just little things. I like the arrangement at Bromley better. You're allowed to, like, stand in two different stands as a um, Prenton Park. It's a bit odd being, if you're going to be funneled into one stand, it's a bit odd that it's, was it they call it the cop, don't they, yes, behind yeah. the goal. Um, it's a bit odd that it's that one. It's the, it's the place where you can see what's going on the least well I know people like to stand behind the goal it's usually a place where you can do lots of singing and stuff like that but for me it's not a great place to watch football if you're actually trying to figure out what's going on it was, was all just all squished off like, like it was you know there were loads of offsides going on and you just couldn't tell because you couldn't tell where anyone was it just yeah so it was a bit um, and the atmosphere was okay I guess some of the Liverpool fans were singing but I actually you know I enjoyed the Palace game more because it was it was just a ridiculous game and everyone was kind of cheering and stuff more because it was there was more to there was more to yell about in the Palace game wasn't there because there were loads of goals so I guess it um, mm. the the uh, Liverpool crowd weren't particularly animated by what was going on. I disagree actually. I thought I actually enjoyed the the atmosphere more of the Liverpool game. I felt like it was a, a proper football match. You know, not that the Bromley one wasn't, but there was something about yeah, I just thought we were kind of in just thick inside a you know a sea of different fans, and it felt you know it just felt like it, it felt more. I thought the atmosphere was was better, but that's just my personal preference. It felt more just like a football match. Um, not that the other one didn't. It's kind of it's not really. Was there more singing? No, the, the Palace fans didn't sing at all. No, no, they no, were there totally was no, there was no Palace. Quiet. No, but I mean, it wasn't about. It was more just like you know. Like when Palace scored, there was like crowd noise and stuff like that, you know, whereas Liverpool, you didn't really hear anything because nothing, but they weren't even like, and there was chants and stuff. They were, they only really made a noise when the red cards happened, you know, yeah. but there was a bit of singing, like you said, there was a bit of singing up in the top corner, but it wasn't like, I don't know. My favourite bit of the day though yeah. was um, singing along to You Never Walk Alone because I mean, that was, I did sing along and that was quite, quite cool. So yeah. I did enjoy that. I found that found that quite rousing for the spirits um so yeah it's it's just a just a lovely just lovely words i think so yeah it's a very iconic song very iconic to liverpool and i've never been to any liverpool away game men or women so why i've yet to been to anfield i i get the feeling prenton park especially with liverpool women is a close substitute but it was nice to see like like the red wall and like the mighty red like the mascot which i tried to get a picture with but unfortunately the queue was too long and I probably would have been the only adult in the queue that didn't have a kid <laughs> with them. So I, I would have looked very out of place. Not that I, I would have... Not that I wouldn't be already because being one of the only few Bristol City fans in attendance. Um, but yeah, I've got to say, Pram Park, it's, it's a nice little ground actually. I mean, there's, there's no screen cause, so we can see any replays live. But yeah, I'm hoping if City men ever get drawn tramming rivers in a cup game and it's on the weekend, uh, <laughs> I, I'd probably love to make the trip. Back. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was it was good. So yeah, more away days to come, and that wraps up 
our five points. Um, so I was just saying one last thing about the, the last point. Um, oh. We also had two players in our squad who make their return back to Liverpool. I don't know if they played at Prenton Park, but Simran Jamat and um, yes, Satara Murray, uh, but used to play for Liverpool. And it was nice by the match day announcer uh, when they announced when he announced them to, to say, "Ah, oh, and welcome back to Liverpool." Satara Murray and uh, Simran Jamat, who I'm quite surprised Jamat didn't start. Do you think uh, she she came on as a sub late on in the second half? Do you think she wouldn't she could have had more of an impact if she came on earlier? Or started the game instead of uh, Johnson. I don't think we were doing anything wrong. It wasn't like, yeah, I, I, I felt like, I felt like we were going to crack them quite early on in the first half. We started pressing them really hard um, in the first half, and then in the second half, we just came out and kind of went at them again. I felt like we, like with those people on the pitch, we could have scored, uh, and so yeah, it would have been really difficult to decide who to bring off uh, for Jamat, but. Um, yeah, I, I think we've talked about that before. We've got a, we've got um, a good amount of people who can play and make a difference and score uh, in forward positions. So yeah, I wasn't particularly surprised that she didn't come on because the people on the pitch were were making stuff happen. They just didn't score. So mm. yeah, and I love the fact that the players acknowledged the fan base that turned up uh, after the game, applauding us and looking at our Bristol City Sports Club and Trust flags, and also like the club online for acknowledging our presence there as well. So that was very nice. Yeah, no, it definitely, it was appreciated. We're three games into the the season and we've, as we've already mentioned, we've won one, we've lost one, we've drawn one. And I'm just wondering, Nat, Shahan, how do you think it's going? How, how have you experienced this, this first bit of the season? I'm really enjoying it. I think it's really good. Like, I really like the new players that we've got. I really like our new coach. I really like our new home ground. I like the fact that we can go to away games. It's all going really well. I mean, it would be great if we'd have won all the games, but then I wasn't expecting that to happen. So I'm not really upset that we haven't because they've been three very competitive games and we've got enough points to be middle of the table. So yeah, happy, happy days, great stuff. Yeah, room to grow, you'd say. Oh, yeah, for sure. We can get better. But think about how much we've improved over three games from the kind of crazy first game to this really, like, sensible nil-nil. I think we'll just kind of... Yeah, I just think we'll keep improving. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I agree with, uh, with you, Nat. Um, yeah, all the great points there that I, I echo as well. Um, I think the one thing I want to add to that is... Yeah, it, it could be worse, and as we all know, in previous seasons, <laughs> it has been worse, especially at this stage of the uh, the season, the first international break. Um, yeah, it was unfortunate to see that Flo Allen picked up um, a calf injury and missed the Liverpool game. Um, no news yet from the club as to how long she'll be out, she'll be out for, uh, but Flo seems to be doing well anyway, because on her Instagram she's announced, she's, she, she's taken up golf. Not professionally, of course, but she's created a new Instagram account so people can follow on her golfing journey. Oh, wow. Goodness. Yeah, so... Didn't, as, as didn't well see as, that coming. As well yeah. as playing football and running uh, for the uh, PFA position last year. Yeah, she. I think she has a Twitch channel where she does video games and, yeah, it's now learning how to play golf. God, Twitch. Mm. But yeah, hopefully there'll be no more injuries um, to anyone else. Uh, yeah, because I think that the injury... Injuries to see had last season previous one great and I think that, that contributed towards certain results. Mm. And um, again, looking at the players, that, um, uh, compared to last last season, seasons before, we haven't got as many champ- uh, 
players away on international duty. I think Fionn Morgan is the only senior player who's away uh, representing Wales at the moment. Uh, didn't I don't she played in the six 0 win against Kazakhstan last night and I could be the gym's the name of it they up in St George's Park representing England at under eighteen and under nineteen level respectively. Yeah, it certainly feels like a different team, um, different results on on the pitch, but also off the pitch as well. Um, there's been positive moves between the Bristol City Supporters Club and Trust, um, which Shahan and I are both on the board of, um, representing the interests of City Women Supporters, just recently signed an MOU, so that should hopefully build the groundwork for further conversations and constructive dialogue with the club in the future. Next week... We've got three big matches coming up in a row. We've got Durham at home, 12pm kickoff, lunchtime kickoff. Set your alarms early for that one. And um, that's Sunday the 26th of September. And then the following week we've got Sunderland at home again. So two, the North East is coming to Bristol um, and the, the hard-hitting North East. But the Sunderland game appears to be 3pm kickoff for some reason. I don't know if that's because Sunderland is actually three hours away from Durham, but yeah. If things change, uh, we'll let you know on our, so- on our social channels. And I'm um, looking forward to welcoming back Grace McCatty and hopefully her father um, will we'll be there as well, uh, Mr McCatty. And then we've got Charlton away on the 10th. Uh, so that'll be um, lots of ex-Bristol players will be there. Uh, so, yeah, I think that, that will be very interesting. It'll be interesting to see where we are after that. And certainly some testing fixtures there, isn't it? Yes, very much so, DM. Yeah, um, Durham, uh, they're one of like the top teams in the championship right now. And I've just closed the window, which I have the championship table on. So I think they were... They're fourth. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought they were higher for some reason. No offence, Durham listeners who may be listening. Um, but, and then, yeah, of course, after that game, have D- Sunderland, who are currently top of the table, um, to the surprise of a lot of championship fans, um, because, the, again, they're one the two teams like Watford to return to the championship having been away in the in the non-league system for a few years um, and yeah and Charlton um, the game after that back on the road as you said yeah plenty of victims in disguise um, to name a few Ella Rutherford Megan Wynn Kira Skeels um, Ella Cummins yeah um, who didn't really get a game or many games while Sophie Bagley was here um, yeah and, and then the last game in that block just before the next international break is the first of the Conti Cup group games uh, which was announced this week uh, and so Bristol City's first Conti Cup group game is away to Reading on Wednesday the 13th of October yeah so uh, yeah hopefully um, I'm certainly going to try and go to that match don't know about you guys but I have a gig that night I'm seeing the Mantry Preachers in Bath oh. and who yeah who whose new, new album just went to number one in the album charts so yay for those who bought the album and yeah <laughs> Oh, Nat hates the Manic Street Preachers mm-hmm. more than life itself. Don't you? Yeah, I think they're absolutely rubbish. <laughs> but yeah. as with a lot of gigs, uh, if it gets postponed for whatever reason, then yeah, I'll probably make the trip up with UDM to 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 the select car least in stadium. So I I I I know it's a new name, but I'm just used to calling the Medeski. So. <laughs> Well, I can't wait. I think it's going to be lovely. So I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, so yeah, so so lots to. Um, you know, look forward to lots to look forward to in terms of action on the pitch. So, Absolutely, um, and I think is that does that co- conclude our our vixen cast for this week? I should hope so. Thank you both for for joining today for being here. You're welcome, dear. Thanks very much for recording it. Vixen.
Yeah, thanks, DM, uh, for producing and editing as well. And yeah, to the listeners, go enjoy the rest of the international break. And yeah, we'll see you at the game soon. And yeah, come, come on, you Reds. Reds.